I think that I have an okay grasp on conversational Chinese, but the only person who's ever uh, given me critical feedback has been my own family members. For me, it's easier to write, but reading words aloud brought those emotions to life in a very different way. It was a full sweatsuit situation, but I think maybe a blanket as a comfort device would have been nice, too. Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet journalist and editor Connie Wang, founder and director of Fuji's family, Luma Mufle, and creative director and fashion designer Aurora James. Hear Connie Wang on how a comment from her mom inspired her memoir, Luma Mufle on Coming of Age, and Aurora James on the assumptions we make about what it takes to affect change and how to move beyond them. Plus, learn what it was like for these authors to revisit their work in the recording studio. Enjoy. Hi, this is Connie Wang, author of Oh My Mother, A Memoir in Nine Adventures. I wrote my book because of something my mom had actually said to me, that all people want from immigrants are traumatic tales of suffering. And I was like, that's not our story. I bet that there could be a book that's written that doesn't have to do with something like that. So it was a dare that I met, and now I wrote a book. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be humbling. (laughs) I, at this point, have read my book many, many, many times, but I have not read my book aloud even once. Now, Now I can say I've read it out loud once, but every single regret, even minor regret, even like an inkling of a thing that hasn't even turned into a regret when you're reading it out loud becomes really, really, really obvious. So I think humbling is the right word for it. But if I can have a 1.5 word, a secondary word, thrilling, I'm kind of proud of myself. I realized I had trouble pronouncing the destination of the first international trip I took, and my book is about the trips I have taken in my life. I hadn't realized I I was pronouncing Positano incorrectly until the director corrected me that it was Positano and not Positano. I've been just saying that my entire 30-some years of my life, so... Not that Positano, Positano shows up a lot in day-to-day words, but you know, I wrote an entire chapter about this place, so oops. I'm excited that listeners will hear my sorry pronunciation of Mandarin Chinese. I think that I have an okay grasp on conversational Chinese, but the only person who's ever uh, given me critical feedback has been my own family members, and they are probably nicer to me than the anonymous internet, so please be kind. I know I'm pronouncing everything wrong, but I'm really trying my darndest. My favorite section to record was the dedication, the first thing I said. I prepared for the audio recording by trying to not engage in sing-alongs with my son the morning of the recording, and I was ultimately unsuccessful. So I was belting out some um, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse songs with him at the top of our lungs in the morning. So I actually did not prepare for this audio recording again. Oopsies. 
If I had to record again, I would not bring the residual cold that I have with me into the studio, although I don't think that that's something I have control of, but I got sick about a week ago and I thought I was entirely better. But it really takes a full eight hours of speaking into a mic for um, your not entirely healthy self to really come out. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast, oh, this is a toughie. I actually don't know who this lovely individual is whose voice is so formative in my head, but it is the person who narrated those frog and toad books, the first audiobooks I ever fell in love with as a kid. A nice British voice with a gentle chiming sound in between pages. That would be the person I would want to record my audiobook, although I don't think that person matches my voice at all, but I associate that voice with comfort. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Jeanette McCurdy's I'm Glad My Mom Died. It is also a mother-daughter story, although our relationships were pretty different from one another, but Jeanette is an amazing comic. She is a really lovely writer, and I loved hearing her narrate her own story in her own voice. It was just a fantastic book. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is on a very long road trip. I haven't actually taken one in a while, so that's a good reminder for me to get one on the books. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I'm supposed to be meeting my mom in America, I told her in Mandarin at the airport. I was two, old enough to talk, but too young to remember who she was, despite the fact that just six months prior, I had spent every day of my life with her. Is my mom you? That's me, Ching responded, asking if it was all right if she held me. In her arms, I was much heavier than she expected. But then again, everything in America had been heavier, harder, and dirtier than how she remembered things in China. Hi, this is Luma Moflah, author of From Here, My book is a coming-of-age story about growing up gay, Arab, and Muslim in the Middle East and then coming to the United States and finding a new home. I was inspired to write this book because I wish I had this when I was growing up. For so long, I thought I was the only one. And I want people to realize they're not alone, that the world is messy and hard and joyful and hopeful. If I had to describe recording this book in one word, intense, I think for me it's easier to write, but reading words aloud brought those emotions to life in a very different way. I felt it was good to read it out loud, a little bit therapeutic, but I didn't realize there were certain points that I would get emotional about, like I had read drafts and the book and edits, and, and then reading it out loud, it just was like, All those memories were, like, coming to the forefront, and I feel physically exhausted. I realized I had trouble pronouncing chuppah. I I did not—and don't tell my Jewish wife that I did not know how to pronounce it, but I'm grateful for Joey, you know, in correcting me on how to pronounce that. And there was another one. Like, it was also difficult to pronounce an anomaly—I still can't pronounce it right. Like, how did we—an anomaly. Yeah. I'm excited for people to hear Arabic pronunciations correctly, and I'm excited for them to be more familiar with, you know, my culture and my faith. It's like I wanted people reading this to realize we're not really that different. 
Like maybe on the surface we are, but our experiences aren't, and our heartache definitely isn't. And I'm hoping people, regardless of their identity, can connect to different parts of this story. If I wasn't going to record my own book, I would have cast Dolly Parton because I would pay big money to hear her pronounce Arabic words with a southern accent. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. Is your dad dead? Layla doesn't make eye contact. Her five-year-old legs stretch out over mine. We're still in pajamas, our Lebanese-smeared plates stacked by the sink. The kitchen floor beneath us is cold after a long winter. Her question is a gut punch. No, I clear my throat and turn her face to mine. Why would you ask me that? Because we only talk to Tete and Namo and Khalos, she says, meaning her grandmother, aunt, and uncles. We just don't talk to each other, I offer, already knowing it won't be enough. Hi, this is Aurora James, author of Wildflower, a memoir. I wrote my book because I think there are so many misconceptions about who you have to be to make an impact on the world. And I think for all intents and purposes, I was really not that girl (laughs) that people would have guessed could make such an outsize impact on the world through the 15% pledge and through Brother Bellies. And so I felt that telling my story with all the bumps and bruises and hiccups and bangs and scrapes that happened to me along the way might help other women realize that they are actually exactly the right person to be able to affect change. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be emotional. Because I couldn't stop crying. I realized that I had trouble pronouncing plagued, 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 plagued. I mean, which is a word you need to know how to pronounce after surviving 2020. I'm excited that listeners will get to hear some of my thought processes behind the idea of the 15% pledge or the tax the rich dress. I think a lot of people just think or assume or imagine that there wasn't kind of a ton of thoughtfulness going into it. I mean, there was a tremendous amount, right? And there was a lived experience that informed the idea and the messaging and all of that. And so I think, you know, peeling back some of the layers to that thought process was really interesting for me to share. I prepared for the audiobook recording by, I mean, trying to get at least six hours of sleep. That felt like a great accomplishment. If I had to record again, I would probably bring a blanket with me. After day one, I knew that I had to bring slippers because I just needed to be as comfortable as possible. I mean, it was a full sweatsuit situation, but I think maybe a blanket as a comfort device would have been nice too. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Zendaya. A, because obviously she's an incredible actress, but B, she's also been a part of the story and I think probably can relate to it in so many ways, so she would be fantastic. The last audiobook that I listened to was Both And by Huma Abedin. She is a friend. It's an incredible book and 
I just also wanted to hear her tell it in her own words, in addition to having already actually read the book. I love listening to audiobooks while I cook. It's a way to kind of keep my mind occupied while I'm doing something that I also really enjoy. Audiobooks for me are just like such a joy to have playing throughout the house while I'm doing other things, but still engaged. And it's nice to hear someone else's kind of voice fill your space. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. When I think of my father, even now, I mostly see his back, him walking away. And yet, I can still smell his cologne, an Egyptian musk, and remember the thick woven African textiles he often wore. His accent was both sing-songy and clipped at once. He was tall and had black, tightly coiled hair cut short. His skin was dark brown and smooth to the touch. He and my mother split up before I was born, so I never lived with him, but he did come visit. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash nextlisten.